Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got Mr. Johnny Crypto, Jackie, the crypto juggernaut, and the CEO of Collecti Lab, Selman G, is in the building, so very excited for this episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how Tesla is taking center stage as the company has sold over 75% of their Bitcoin. With Elon Musk being considered the leader of our crypto community, what does this say about the state of the market today? Quant is working to unlock continents with the goal of connecting America, Europe, and Africa through the use of its overledger technology. We show our listeners how Quant is changing the world of banking. Chainlink has a clear connection to the SWIFT banking system, while Gary Gensler is warning crypto lending firms about being properly registered, or else. The World Economic Forum is hiring a blockchain and cryptocurrency lead as Crypto.com announces a new partnership with Google Pay, making crypto easily accessible to over 100 million customers worldwide. And we update our listeners on the latest news from the SEC versus Ripple XRP case as the SEC objects to allowing XRP holders to aid in Ripple's defense. With all the uncertainty in the market today, we debate why crypto is so much larger than American regulation. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So I think everyone's probably talking about Elon Musk and the news that happened yesterday. But we're going to start off with Selman G, the CEO of Collecti Labs. Welcome in, my friend. How are you feeling this morning? Hey, brother. Thank you so much. And it's just I, I love it. I love it uh, being here on the show and seeing all the lovely comments. It's just amazing. Like 111, wow, 111 live listeners right now. One, one, one. I'm super happy to be here again. And we got great content for you guys, especially yesterday. We've got some shaking news. And uh, yeah, can't wait to talk about that with you all. Really excited for this episode, Johnny Crypto. Another beautiful day in the Matrix, my friend. And I see you're in NFT Tone's bedroom this morning. How are you feeling on this beautiful Thursday? And what's on your mind? <laughs> First of all, it's way too damn hot out there to be out on the deck today. I need to get out on the water. But until then, I had to bring it inside, man, because I was just sweating my, my pollens off. But, yeah, it's great to see the joyful Jackie and Selman. And I got to give a shout-out to our brother, Gonzo. Man, he's there every single day. And, and to all the Warrior Maniacs, I just want to say, Good morning. Hopefully you're all doing well and I'm wishing you all a good day. Thank you, Johnny Crypto. Really excited for this episode and I'm really excited to dive into the quant information we found. They're going to be connecting America, Europe, Africa, and another continent all using their overledger banking system, but that's not going to happen until the year of institutional adoption, which is 2023. But Jackie, what's on your mind this morning with so much going on in the crypto market? I'm sure you got something to talk about. How are you feeling? I feel great. Uh, second round, round two today. So I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, Hopefully my computer doesn't give me issues and I'm putting out positive vibes towards that. So I think we'll, we'll have a great episode today. Amazing. We will definitely have a great episode and we're going to start this thing off the same way we always do by showing you guys our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account at 3TGM Crypto. We will be live at 8.30 p.m. tonight. So if you're looking for me and Johnny Crypto, that's where you're going to find us. The Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index has climbed out of extreme fear and we are in moderate fear this morning, Johnny Crypto. I know you wanted to address this for our listeners. What's on your mind, my friend? Well, you know, as we talked about historically, we, we said, looking historically from last year, that we sat in about a good three-month period from March till about, uh, I think, July in the 10, 10 11-ish, you know, 15 zone. And and then, I mean, sure as shit, this thing's following exactly what we did last year. We're starting to see us pull out of this into, you know, we're in the still fear zone. But, you know, when the way I kind of look at it is, you know, I've always, I've been a bit advocate of where you see the word fear replaced with buy 
if you see the word extreme fear replaced with extreme buy. So in this case, if you're DCAing in now, I would I personally would slow my DCAing down, right? So when you're in extreme fear, you DCA more heavily in. When you're in fear, you don't DCA in as much. You kind of pull back because we're going to start to go up now. And you're going to, as we start to move into the, the greed zone and then the extreme greed zone, you're going to want to get ready to pull the trigger and start selling stuff and get out. So uh, I'm not a big buyer anymore. Uh, actually, I stopped DCAing now. Now I'm just going to kind of wait and see where things go. You're on mute, brother. Thank you, Selman. I've, I usually don't do that, but I want to say thank you to Johnny Crypto. We're going to dive into the total coin market cap this morning because we are sitting at $1.09 trillion in global market cap. We've got Bitcoin sitting at 42% dominance. Ethereum is about 18%. Bitcoin is experiencing a little bit of bearish price action, which Selman's going to dive into later in this episode. We're at $22,500 this morning. Ethereum, $1,500. XRP is $0.35. Cents. Cardano is $0.48. Cents. Polygon, $0.87, cents. Avalanche, $24, Chainlink, which we are going to address today, a connection between Chainlink and the Swift banking system. Well, that's below $7. Stellar is $0.11, cents, and Hedera Hashgraph is just below $0.07 cents this morning. Quant is another currency that we're going to be addressing. That's just about $100. But Selman, what projects are you watching in the market this morning, and how do you feel about that little recovery pump we had yesterday? Because now we're back testing. Yep, I'm personally um, watching out what... Bitcoin and Ethereum are up to, especially um, these days. We should also focus on the Tether dominance, right? This is so important. Now, uh, Johnny brought up something very important. Dollar cost averaging right now could be risky because, you know, we, we are uh, facing a relief bounce and the fundamentals didn't really change. Macroeconomically, we are still, you know, uh, in a recession or it's going to be even worse. It looks like that at least. Um, so that's why right now people are getting too bullish again. The sentiment can change so quickly in the space, but I would prefer uh, checking out what Bitcoin is up to. And it's just interesting to see that Bitcoin literally right at resistance yesterday, we got the Tesla update, right? And all of a sudden, boom, you saw a big rejection again. So um, yeah, we'll love to talk about that as well and uh, show you the charts and give you a quick TA update here. So, guys, it's just interesting to see that the dollar index is basically, um, you know, pulling back, but still bullish. It is still sitting on the 21 EMA and it's still bullish, right? We need to see a clear break below um, and it could, it, I'm not saying it will happen, but I'm looking forward for another pump. And with that pump, of course, a double top, but getting rejected here above a very important resistance zone. And then maybe from here, we could see um, how the markets are finally getting bullish again. But it, it's probably going to take a couple more months or at least, you know, th this winter. But usually, you know, historically, this was always the bottom, like uh, end of end of, uh, let's say, 12 months after all time high. It was always the bottom. So if you check out Dow Jones, we broke out of the falling trend, uh, got a trend reversal. Um signal here so it might be bearish we need to watch out of course uh, we still have a chance to pump up to the 100 ema which is at 32,500. so we're gonna find out the market's open bullish today so you see smp is also performing well we broke uh, out of the falling trend which is great but are we really gonna see a crazy pump we'll see uh for me it's the the first target is the 100 ema especially Right after that, the horizontal line here at uh, 4,100 or let's say 4,200. And then you got the tether dominance. Tether dominance is really important. Now, yesterday, of course, we um, broke below that horizontal for two days in a row. That was great. Uh, however, because of the um, last minute updates uh, that came in yesterday, we've seen a little bearishness in the market and tether dominance went up a little bit. People are cashing back into um, tether or other stable coins so what we can expect is if we get rejected up here there is a chance we can go lower that would be great for uh, bitcoin and altcoins but if we uh, if we finally go back up and hold this support above 6.6 percent 
There is a chance, of course, with consolidation that we could go lower, and that's going to be a bear market continuation. So Bitcoin, of course, you see Bitcoin is really, uh, yesterday we broke above, that was great, but uh, still we have a chance to uh, get rejected here. Currently trading at 22,600. Let's find out if we can really see a couple closings above the resistance. If not, there is, uh, of course, a chance to go lower again. But if we lose $20,700, horizontal levels would be 19K, but the, the chance is getting higher that we go lower if we can't hold these support zones. Now my focus is basically on this, like 50 EMA on the daily. Let's see if we can break above. That's at 23,400. That would be great, of course. Ethereum, the same way, right? It looks like we're going to see some bullishness, but don't forget we are at, we're at resistance and Ethereum already pumped literally 83%. And in a bear market, we've seen 100%. Like in the previous one, back in 2018, we've seen 100% gains for all coins. So this is why I'm I'm just curious. Um, macroeconomically, nothing has changed. We could certainly see um, a rejection up here at these levels, maybe with some fake outs. People believe, oh God, it's going to go higher. The bottom was in. Uh, but maybe we're going to get rejected and go lower. That's why I'm I'm not dollar cost averaging now. And you should never dollar cost average when the price is already high. Uh, it's like catching a falling knife. Wait for good entries. And XRP still getting rejected here at that mother trend. That's so important. We need to break above. Unfortunately, trading below that. The resistance is at 36.5 cents. Currently trading at 35.2 cents. We need to break above. If we do so, that's great. Uh, for now, 21 EMA, we need to hold that as support. That is 34 cents. If we can hold this as support, stay above with some retests. Absolutely. Like it's worth the risk. No financial advice, but it's worth the risk. Just a portion you can invest. And from here, we might go higher. But if we lose a 21 EMA, then expect more bearishness. And last but not least, of course, I know that we got, uh, you know, Quant lovers here as well. I just want to show you this one. Quant broke above a massive um, falling trend, which is the trend of that bear market, right? Ever since we hit uh, all-time high back in September. And now what's happening is horizontally, $100 is also psychologically, $100 is a key resistance zone. We're trading right at $100 right now. However, even if we get rejected, a retest above the falling trend right here, which would be also the 21 EMA at $83. Worst case scenario, if we pull back now, $83, guys, is a great buying opportunity, but put a stop loss and only risk, uh, focus on risk management, only invest just um, a tiny portion. And from here, we might go higher. But if we can't, if we lose the falling trend, then expect... Uh, more volatility and pullbacks in the markets. That's pretty much it. Awesome. So we're going to talk about later in this episode how Qantas opened up their corridors to 1.6 million new customers. But we have 177 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We are going to continue to bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics. And of course, we're going to continue to bring Selman for his technical analysis. But I know Johnny Crypto had a question for our group. So Johnny Crypto, floor is yours. So I do. So Selman, uh, first off, when collect the uh, auctions off that date with Jackie, you better make sure that Brio gets a shot because this poor guy is gonna this guy's gonna have a heart attack if he's not part of that. Uh, but on a serious note, Selman, when you brought up that dollar index, can you bring that up again? I wanted to had a question for you about the time frame of that for our, for our own edification and for the for the users. Yeah, so if you can go back to the dollar, uh, and, and can you go to like a two year or three year view on that? I'm curious to see yep. the, the uh, something interesting caught my eye. All right, so give yeah. me a second, and yeah. um, so all right. So, so while you're pulling that up, what what I want to try to gauge is you know we're seeing a significant bull run right now in the dollar index, um, and when you when you widened out the chart earlier, uh, we saw another significant one. A little further. Oh, our girl Angelina's in the house today. There we go. This is our wrestling suite. Good to see her back in the house. Um, so I'm I was curious of when we got that last run. What when was that? Back in 2021, where I had a dump. 
So let me show you this right here. This is back in May 2020. You see uh, with yeah. that pullback, the bull market started. And then yeah. in July 2021, we finally, while dollar index was rising, of course, we've seen a, another bull market and new yeah. all-time high for Bitcoin. But that was just of short nature. And then boom. Yeah, so what I want to see is you see that first leg. We, we got that monster dollar bull run about maybe a year before that. Yeah, right there. Uh, no, go back right there. Go back another one. Nope, backwards. Right where we got that monster pump in, uh, was it July? I can't see the chart so small. Oh, you mean yeah, right. um, last year? Two years ago. Go back about okay. two years. Yeah, basically this is back in um, right here. That was March uh, 2020. Do you see the monster bull run in green about further back? Oh, yeah. Further back, further back. What's your point, John? Oh, this right one. there. Okay. See that 2014. Run? Yep. All right. Before we got that next dump, how what was the time frame from that point to where we got the, the red drop? Where you got the red bull drop? So 2014, in June 2014, the okay. bull market for dollar index started. And um, yeah, right there. When was right that? there would be yeah. January 2017. So it took three years. Interesting. So it's not, it's yep. not inconceivable. It's not inconceivable. That actually makes perfect sense. If this kind of dangles around here for about a year or two, that puts us right in 2024, where we're set when things will crash again, and then you can see all the money flooding right back in. Oh wow, that's amazing how that timing lines up perfectly with the next. That's what I want. That's very very interesting. Yep, it would say 2024 20, in February. Wow. We, we oh my god, that's use... right before the having. It's like per, it's like it, you know, like shit like like they always, like Abs always says, show me a chart, I'll show you the news. You know what news is coming. I mean, it's it's already here. It's written. Awesome guys. Cool. So we're going to dive into our first article for today, which is a Coinbase related, sorry, a crypto.com related article with all the uncertainty around exchanges today and specifically Coinbase. There's there's rumors about them having insolvency. There's rumors about them having no liquidity. Well, crypto.com is one that continues to expand as well as FTX. This is an update for those listeners. Crypto.com rolls out a Google Pay integration as big tech continues to embrace crypto. Crypto.com added Google Pay as a payment option for Android users. Shout out to Johnny Crypto. Buy, buy, to buy cryptocurrencies in July of 21. Google Pay is estimated to have over 100 million users that could make use of the late, latest payment gateway to accept cryptocurrencies. Users have set up their Google Pay accounts can be linked with a credit or debit card and are able to choose a payment option when using crypto.com. Crypto.com has recently expanded into Italy as well as Greece, Singapore, and Dubai. And we've seen them reach out into the cryptocurrency market all throughout 2021. This is just the latest innovation in this space. Honestly, Johnny Crypto, I would love to hear something on When we talk about Crypto.com, they're one of the safest exchanges when it comes to their DeFi platform, but watching them continue to expand and have no questions about their liquidity, it makes me feel very safe about putting money onto this platform. What does this article say about you? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where they have spent a ton of money. Um, they spent a ton of money just to buy the URL. They spent a ton of money in advertising. And the reality is, you know, you just have to look at any business. Where does their money come from? It comes, <laughs> in this case from transactional sales, trades, right? And we know that trades are down right now because a lot of people left the market. So I think you always got to have to be cognizant, you know, of that. But do I think they're going to be an exchange that fails? I'm not going to go there and say that. I don't think so at all. I, I think that they are going to try to lead the way for the crypto market. Um, I think they put themselves in a very good position to do that by picking the name because two years from now, as we just saw when the next bull run is probably going to happen, people are going to flood into this and they're going to go, hey, how do I invest in crypto? And what's the first thing they're going to type? The word crypto and crypto.com is going to pop up. So, um, you know, I, I, you know, you can't never say never. I don't think it'll go under, but I, I would be very, very surprised because they seem they seem like they put themselves in a really good position. 100%. I want to go to Jackie here next. Jackie, I remember when we flew into Miami in April that Crypto.com was all over the airport. They got one of the best marketing campaigns in this industry. They also just purchased Staples Center and they're partnered with the UFC. I'm more confident in Crypto.com than a lot of these other exchanges. But what does this say to you and how do you feel about 100 million new users having easier accessible accessibility to buy crypto? 
Yeah, I 100% agree with Johnny um, and exactly what you said, Abs. When I flew into Miami, I, I was shocked. Um, being in Arizona, you know, you don't see any advertisement for crypto whatsoever. Flying into Miami, I think I spent um, an hour right after my flight just taking a picture of everything and videos. And I don't know, I was a little bit of a goof, but um, crypto.com is huge. They have um, poster boards, um, you know, painted um billboards or whatever up all over the airport. Um, I don't think they're going away at all, especially with their purchase of the Staples Center, um, the partnerships that they have with all of these um, these big professional teams. And um, so, yeah, I, I think this is just further integration of crypto.com, making sure that they stay stable and stay um, relevant as far as an exchange within the space. Um, I don't see them going away at all. Uh, as far, you know, I really, I don't even like, Coinbase that much. I know Coinbase is probably number one. Um, they are number one. Um, but their their platform isn't as, as smooth and clean cut as crypto.com. Crypto.com is is they're really working on things and their their development is continuing. Now they they just added, I think, over the last month, um, limit order buys and sells uh, for, for those that live in the U S so continuing to see that development on their exchange, um, makes me pretty bullish on, on where they're going. Definitely. And one of the most important things about this news is that big companies like Google and Microsoft are buying into cryptocurrency projects. And this is just another example of that. We got 220 live listeners out there. Show us some love, smash that like button, let the algorithm pump this video out to as many crypto listeners and educators as possible. But Selman, I want to go to you next. A partnership with Coinbase in June of 2021 allowed users to pay for goods and services through Google Pay using their Coinbase card, while Nexo has also participated in a Google partnership, showing that Google Pay integration with the launch of its cryptocurrency-backed MasterCards in April of 2022. So Nexo, that's very important because I actually use that platform, and that's one of the prominent platforms in America today. I know you have to be an accredited investor, but I am very safe in my Nexo investments. Selman, what does this article say to you? Um, it's it's basically telling me that mass adoption is coming. It's going to be super convenient for people to purchase. Um, literally, some people want to use PayPal. Some people want to use Apple Pay, right? Uh, depending on what their preferences are. And, and just like that, it's going to be super easy. And uh, there is a big blockchain event in Istanbul, Turkey next week. And Michael Saylor is going to be there. And I checked out MasterCard is also going to be there. So that was just interesting. Um, I was like, just wanted to bring that up. So MasterCard is also really deep in this game. And, you know, Google, you'll see Apple, all of them will will buy their share and uh, uh, going to be, you know, present. They, they know there is a massive shift happening and all of them know. But you don't hear much about them. They're building silently. They're investing and also check out uh, what regulations look like. Because imagine we're talking about Apple, for example, a trillion dollar business. And of course, they have a department just like like literally a floor, basically, uh, with experts focusing on economics, macroeconomics only. And they know the shift is happening. The innovation takes place and they're building silently. And then all of a sudden, boom, you're going to see massive uh, marketing campaigns. So I feel like, yeah, like uh, guys, this is, this is the chance. This bear market is going to make so many, so many people wealthy. Exactly. And we got a great video to show our listeners next. When we talk about the XRP lawsuit that's going on today, it's creating the regulatory framework for all of cryptocurrencies. And that's exactly what our first video is about. We're going to show our listeners how if the U.S. doesn't accept a lot of this new technology and allow for an environment where we can create these types of things, then they're going to go overseas. And that's exactly what this clip is about here. So we're going to let it play and then get comments from the group. Here we go. The SEC said, if we didn't develop the token, if, all, if, if the vast majority of the purchasing was for consumptive, non-speculative use, and the company never made a public statement, would a token sale still be a security? The answer is yes. Well, what does that mean? That means every sale of Ethereum is a security. That means every, every sale of every crypto asset, with the possible exception of Bitcoin, every other one, okay, is, is a security. That is what the SEC was in court saying to that. So every single... Uh, and by the way, I'm sweating because it's I, I I don't have the AC on and it's 90 some degrees here, so I'm not, I'm not nervous. <laughs> but it's very hot. But every every official, every every person in the cryptocurrency industry should be terrified by what the SEC said in court today because they threw down and they said if you are in the United States and you are selling cryptocurrency and you are running a cryptocurrency company, you are breaking the law. It I think that's a great place to end it there because not only is the SEC incentivized to keep those types of statements in this market, 
They want control of this industry. And Gary Gensler is creating the rules and guidelines that everyone's going to have to abide by. If Ethereum is a security, if ADA is a security, if everything but Bitcoin is a security, that's going to have massive effects on the entire market and specifically within our borders. Johnny Crypto, I'd love to start off with you. What does this video say? The fact that all cryptocurrencies except for Bitcoin in the SEC's eyes, well, they're securities. I mean, listen, guys, if you go by the rules of the way a security law is written, they're right. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and argue and tell you that that's not true. There is no question about it that the majority of cryptocurrencies are um, securities. It's true. The way they the way they operated, the way they sold them, the way they raised money. They, they absolutely were. The, the funny part is Ethereum, for some reason, which is the biggest one, abs, it's the biggest one. Seems to get a free ride. Now, listen, if you're the SEC, right? What is When they go after the mob, what do they do? They go after the little guy? No, they go for the head of the snake. They want the big guy. They want the guy at the top. So why are we not going for the guy at the top? This is the question that you should be asking yourself. I'm not going to say here and tell you that Ethereum and, and, and XRP are not securities. When they were first launched, they were. Maybe the way they're operating today, they're no longer securities. And I said this the other day on the show that – you can actually launch something as a security and it not be a security. You have, I think, about a year or two uh, before it to not to be a security and then not have to register it as one. So, or I know there's some kind of weird loophole like that. Okay, I'm not a I'm not an SEC attorney, but somebody told me that or I read that somewhere. But this is a scam or a joke that we're not talking about Ethereum being sued, but we're talking about XRP and they're like they're a baby compared to Ethereum. It just makes no sense. Abs. Yeah, you're spot on, Johnny Crypto. I want to kick it to Selman here. Selman, we're watching all this innovation leave the United States because, quite frankly, they have no choice unless they want to deal with Gary Gensler. I know that you don't live in the United States. How do you feel about innovation being pushed out of our borders and more towards you in Europe? Uh, it's it's just sad, and I totally agree uh, to, to what uh, Johnny said. In Europe, of course, Europe is not the, the craziest crypto hub in the world, of course, but... Uh, regulations here are definitely better than over there in the u.s but hey there are so many countries now and uae for example the best example they're trying to become a main crypto hub and you see like the regulations what they're doing uh, is they make it as simple as possible so that they can attract so many blockchain uh, teams the reason for that is they know that this is the future this is the the next big thing and they want to you know, become the leader in this. And I feel like, you know, we already know the China and US fight, right? Um, uh, America as the economic power losing, um, losing actually control. And now through cryptocurrencies, losing it again, it's just very sad. And I hope that um, somehow we can find the middle and uh, blockchains can, blockchain companies can finally, you know, um, finally have clarity and know what to do in the u.s if not if they see okay we can't really operate here that they move out um this is this is going to be essential you're spot on selman and jackie what caught my attention is he said he was terrified about what gary gensler had to say i think a lot of crypto companies are feeling the exact same way i do want to show our listeners an article before we get comments from you jackie because it's very very brief us sec is working to register crypto lending firms says gary gensler Gary Gensler's the Securities and Exchange Commission is working to get some so-called crypto lending companies properly registered if they can operate more as an investment firm. SEC Chair Gary Gensler also said that it was up to large financial institutions to decide whether they want to include crypto options in their portfolios for clients, but that the risk for crypto tokens, well, that needs to be made public. With all the uncertainty in the market today, how are they supposed to communicate to their listeners about what the risks are? We don't totally know what the risks are at this point in time. Jackie, I'd love to hear from you about what Gary Gensler had to say. Oh, we love Gary here. We just love him. I can see Johnny's face. Just give him a big hug, Johnny. <laughs> um, no, I do want to say it's just so ironic. He says, yeah, um, give it to big institution firms to invest your money for you. You know, take it out of control of the regular retail investors. This this really just like fires me up. Um I have another story. Uh, my dad is looking to get um, some of his 401k out uh, into crypto just because I've been really pounding him with the crypto um, stuff um, and I'm getting my family into it. So I'm so excited about that. But he called up his financial advisor and I just got irked, like so pissed off about that. And this is this is why is because, you know, they um, 
they want you to put it into investment firms and have them handle all your crypto for you and and not educate people that's what that's that's the biggest issue of today's world is people are not educated for themselves um and it rids them of their own responsibility and and that's an issue you know people need to take responsibility for their money so that they're able to take responsibility for their future and so there was another thing i was going to say oh yeah with the with the ripple um xrp stuff I'm not worried. Um, I'm not fearful at all, even if they do exit out of the U.S. because Salman opened up Europe for me. He said I could come stay with him. So I'm not worried for me. No. But what about me and Johnny? What are we going to do? You guys are screwed. No. You guys are all welcome. Oh, okay. I'm teasing. No, I had to throw that last little joke in there. But 100%. Yeah. No, Jackie, you know what I think is interesting about what Gensler had to say, though, is the fact that he's telling crypto, he's telling the cryptocurrencies that they're securities, and then he's letting exchanges operate within our borders, selling unregistered securities. So what I think is looming on the horizon, it's not only an attack on stablecoins, it's not only an attack on exchanges, it's an attack on the entire market, and it's going to come from Gary Gensler and the SEC. But Johnny Crypto, before we hear from Selman, I do want to hear some of your thoughts on Gary Gensler telling exchanges they need to approach the SEC and ask to be regulated properly, because if not, there's going to be some consequences. And this is why he's a lion, rat, snake, weasel. Because when they tried, when XRP, when Ripple tried, what happened? Five times, five times, five times, five times. <laughs> Booker T would be happy. Five times they went to go get support. They tried to get listed. They wanted to do it by the books. And what did they do? Bang, they got slapped with a lawsuit. Don't sit here and tell me. You know, that's like saying, you know, that's like pouring water down my back and saying it's raining. You don't, you don't, I'm trying to, to clean that up. But, you know, no, the reality is at the end of the day, um, he's saying, I want you to come in and work with us. I think now that he's kind of got slapped and beat up by Congress a bit and they clipped his power a bit, maybe he truly he figures like, hey, I better start working with a few of these guys now. So maybe you will see some of the, uh, you know, he, he, he needs a win. Gary needs a win, right? Gary doesn't want to lose. So it won't surprise me if he picks up one or two small and say, hey, look, we got this exchange on board. We're working with this guy. We're working with that guy because they're going to get, you know, they're getting embarrassed in the in the XRP lawsuit. So Gary is definitely grasping for some win, uh, wins here. And I think that's what's going to end to ultimately happen out of here. Uh, and one other thing I just want to address, there was a comment here from one of the members in our audience about where's Billy been? I guess something about Billy question. BTC. We love Billy. Yeah, all of a sudden they, there's a question of why is he no longer on the show because he question BTC. First of all, Billy is always on the show. We love Billy. Billy had some family issues he had to deal with, and that's why he missed the show uh, this week. So for those of you out there who are concerned about Billy, we send him uh, high love. You know what, Johnny? Just to be safe, I'm going to message Billy tonight and make him come on tomorrow just for all there of our go, there listeners you. out there. Yeah, yeah. Our listeners think, our listeners think that we blackballed Billy because uh, <laughs> Because he talked about BTC. I mean, I don't get it. I mean, we we all we all kind of none of us really are that high on BTC. We Absolutely not. We know it's the index that drives this market. And on this show, if we didn't keep an eye on what BTC was doing, we wouldn't be doing our jobs for you guys. Yes, and I want to address this comment here as well from Justin G. He said, after going through Gary's MIT courses back in the day, I had hoped he would be good for this market. What a colossal disappointment. I find this very funny because when me and Coach JV first found out that Gary Gensler was going to be appointed, we went through all of his cryptocurrency courses as well. And what I thought was, wow, this guy really understands the market and he's going to put out an environment that's best for people like us. Turns out to be the exact opposite. And I think a big reason for that is who's putting money in his pockets behind the scenes. But I do want to hear from Selman. Selman, what do you think about Gary Gensler and the fact that he says he's going to go after exchanges if they don't approach the SEC? There was one comment that tried to find it. You know, they're trying to keep the 1% rich, right? Mm -hmm. And and uh, in the game. So, yeah, it's just, um, of course... I can't give any financial advice or something or any legal advice, but my personal opinion, it's just sad to see literally um, what's happening now with the, with the ripple lawsuit case, right? A lot of, uh, a lot of crypto investors, they're against ripple. They don't like it. It's a banker's coin. That's what they say. And they, they don't give a, give a damn about um, the lawsuit is even though this lawsuit is actually uh, going to show the, or let's say Ripple is fighting for the future of cryptocurrencies in, in the US and they don't understand that. And, you know, Ganser, I don't know, like they want to reach out to exchanges. Uh, I feel like um, 
it is important that exchanges really meet the regulations. It's so important because you see what happened, right? All these lending firms, Celsius, DeFi protocols, like there has to be some regulation to protect. Really, in that case, I really believe they should do something um, so that people like you and me, investors um, and and lenders are protected because um, you, you know that any liquidation there can also cause yeah, massive FUD and anything here in the whole crypto ecosystem. So don't forget, guys, that like all of these altcoins you see are startups and startups, majority of startups fail. And if any any FUD like that is created, you can't fund the team anymore. You can't really operate anymore and they're doomed to fail. And this is this is what I want to mention. Uh, this is so important. When when we don't have regulation, it's like a wild west, and so many brilliant startups are doomed to fail because of market conditions. So that is why regulation has to come. Uh, and Gensler, I, he's right when when he talks about like exchanges. We need to see more clarity there. Mm. But like, um, just but it, they shouldn't. But it's very important that they also keep in mind that there are so many. Uh, retail investors invested in cryptocurrencies and they should find the best way possible to protect us investors as well which is now not the case exactly and we got 243 live listeners out there show us some love smash that like button we are about to dive into some bitcoin content specifically talking about what elon musk and tesla did yesterday but i know johnny crypto had a comment so i'm going to kick it to him here I just never realized how often someone talked with his hands until I saw someone. I guess there's a contest here. So we're, we're going to need the listeners to kind of tell us who talks more with their hands. I had no idea. <laughs> you use your hands as often, but I guess we'll find out. But anyway, sorry. Go, go ahead. Keep the show rolling out. Amazing. Thank you, Johnny Crypto. And we're going to jump right into this live news as Tesla sold 75% of their Bitcoin holdings yesterday, and they actually took a loss on most of those sales. So here's how much Tesla lost by selling their Bitcoin at $29,000. Tesla is selling a massive portion of its holding with an average price of $28,888, which is a significant 9% discount from its average entry price at $31,600. The company sold as much as $936 million worth of Bitcoin at that $29,000 price. Musk company held Bitcoin through the all-time high and ended up selling at a loss. The decision to sell the digital assets was because of a lack of cash flow within Tesla's company. Tesla still keeps 25% of its Bitcoin holdings. And according to Elon Musk, they're looking to increase those holdings in the future. So the fact that they sold their Bitcoin, it's not a negative sentiment about what's going on in the crypto market today. Tesla was short on cash. And why are they holding Bitcoin in the first place? Well, it's a store of value to gain cash. I'd love to hear from Selman first. Selman, what does this article say to you? Elon Musk, he's known as the leader of the crypto community. And here he is selling 75% of his holdings. What does that tell you about where we are today? Yeah, it's just it's just funny that he's selling Bitcoin but not Dogecoin. So that was really funny. But um, yeah, there there were also comments uh, on Twitter yesterday saying that hey, after that news update and like Bitcoin didn't really pull that that much, uh, pull back that much. So meaning the bottom is in. But like uh, you see that, uh, of course he he says long term he wants to they might invest again. There is a bright future for Bitcoin. However. Uh, you see that you can't really trust anyone in this game. Like right now, Michael Saylor is supporting Bitcoin all the time, but literally uh, he could sell at any moment. It, it is just what it is. So guys, when it comes to the market, there you don't have any friends. You, you are alone and the market is definitely not your friend. And uh, don't forget that, guys. Um, so unfortunately, them selling 75% is obviously a huge shock because he was also the main driver that the catalyst that made uh, crypto bullish and then he also made it bearish again last year uh, with the in energy inefficiency of bitcoin and now selling 75 percent right at resistance like the earnings call came out right at resistance which is like what a coincidence but uh it, it's just interesting to see and i feel like that's gonna hurt the markets even more because we don't have a real backer now um I mean, as an influencer, but we know the fundamentals are backing Bitcoin, but like short term, of course, uh, expect volatilities. Yes. And one of the interviews I was watching this week was Mark Cuban did an interview with the Nelk Boys talking about Ethereum and, and the real world utility in crypto today. There were two things that he said. He said, Bitcoin is separate from all other cryptocurrencies. 
And the only cryptocurrencies that are going to sustain this bear market are the ones with utility. We see Elon Musk and, and Mark Cuban creating utility for Dogecoin and Shiba Inu. I did think it was interesting that they decided to keep all of their Dogecoin holdings when they were selling their Bitcoin. But Jackie, I'd love to hear from you. What does this article say about where we are in the market today? And Elon Musk went on to reiterate, they didn't sell their Bitcoin because they don't believe in the currency. They sold it because they needed cash. Right. Um, I do want to hone in on what Selman said about, you know, not always be cautious when watching, you know, big players in the space. Uh, don't trust anyone um, and always figure out, you know, what the behind the he's behind the scenes narrative is, because like Selman said, you know, Michael Saylor could sell at any moment. You know, right now he's kind of gaining the trust of the people, but he could easily turn. Um, we see a lot of uh, big players do that um, to address your question, Abs. That is, that's a great question. I don't know why he didn't sell Dogecoin um, and over Bitcoin. But I will say one thing, uh, a lot of people bag on Dogecoin, but the use case of Dogecoin is actually, you know, it is actually similar um, in the fact that it can be utilized. Um, so Dogecoin to the moon? <laughs> I didn't say that, but <laughs> but no, it, with you, um, and I, I don't know the complete breakdown or the complete uh, logistics of everything, but from what I've done, as far as a little bit of research, like it can be utilized in such a way that it can be, you know, peer-to-peer -peer payment, um, everything like that, and it has a use case within, you know, the crypto market, so... So a lot of people give Dogecoin crap, but I, I do think, and the backing, you know, now it is backed by Musk and Bitcoin isn't, so... There I don't you, know. you have to you have to consider what what is given to you in present moment. Totally agree, Jackie. And we're going to update our listeners on something we don't typically talk about, and that is Chainlink, because we found a massive connection. Chainlink is going to be hosting a conference called SmartCon, focused on smart contract innovation being built on Chainlink. And one of the speakers at this event is the strategy director for the Swift banking system, Jonathan Soul. So this is very interesting. The fact that Chainlink has massive potential. All this utility is being built in the background. It's not something we cover very often on our channel, but I will start bringing you this innovative news going forward. Johnny Crypto, what does this say to you, the fact that Swift is connected to Chainlink here and all the potential going on in the background? Yeah, I mean, it says to me um, that Swift is not going to go down easy. They're not going to go without a fight. I don't think they're going to go away at all. I think they're going to be part of the system. Um, I've always felt that chain link was 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 something to keep an eye on. It's in my bags. Uh, talk about it all the time um, because I don't know which resource is going to win. It's going to be quant. It's going to be link. It's going to be a coexistence of both. So I've got both of them in my bags. Uh, this is big, wonderful. This is big, big news for for both Swift and for Link. They're obviously trying to stay alive in there, and they're like, okay, the enemy and my enemy is my friend, right? So. You know, if we got Quant kind of partnered with everybody else and Link getting left out, well, hey, let's go with the old system and see if we can salvage them. That's kind of what this feels like. And uh, it's going to be, they could be a reputable, uh, a formidable opponent here now with them, this partnership coming together. This is, and it, this is big. This is big news. I think it comes back to the fact that these blockchains are creating their own environments and eventually those environments are going to be interoperable. This is just going to be another environment that's playing a massive role in our banking system. But we do have another update and I want to go to Selman here first because Hedera Hashgraph, They've updated us on their staking protocols within their Hashpack wallet. Phase one of staking launches tomorrow. You'll be able to select a node to stake your balance to, and there will be no rewards until phase two. Yes, you will be able to, to select a node to stake in on your Hashpack wallet tomorrow. Selman, you don't even have to dive into all the stuff that HBAR is doing here, but how do you feel about that we can stake our HBAR and earn some rewards in their native staking pool? Uh, first of all, it is better than just going to a landing platform and and you know landing your uh, or locking your uh, ha your hetero hashcraft your h bars but uh, staking is definitely a great way to also secure the blockchain support your favorite blockchain right plus it is still on your ledger or on your you know non custodial custodial wallet and uh, you have you own the private keys and you're getting uh, rewards that's amazing and um i actually waited so long like it's been one and a half years now that i can finally stake my coins i didn't know that it started that it it will launch tomorrow but um this is a great time to uh you know choose your favorite uh validator and stake them guys it is um definitely a great way to make some passive or let let's not say passive income but like long term of course you can make good um interest on your investment which is amazing 
And uh, I would love to have a, uh, to set up a validator node on HBAR soon. It's it's going to be cool. Yes, and what I think is interesting is that they're offering rewards as high as 47% for staking your HBAR. I don't think that's going to be around very long. But Johnny Crypto, you have any thoughts here? Well, I mean, that kind of, you know, anytime I see rates that high, I always worry. Um, just doesn't feel normal-ish. So um, I would feel comfortable if they drop down significantly in the 5 to 10% range, whereas typically where you see typically uh, rates for validator staking. So if that happens, I feel really good about it. Um, but, you know, I definitely think we got to look into it. I love HBAR. It's one. Of, it's a, definitely one of my holdings. Um, and so uh, there was a question abs of where can they actually stake it? Did we post a link or will there be a link available of how? They yeah, so that would be the Hashpack wallet. The Hashpack wallet is directly co- connected to Hedera's blockchain. Very simple. You'll download it as an extension to your Chrome browser, similar to a MetaMask. Oh, like a MetaMask. Okay, so you done. So there you go, folks. You download it and then you can just link it to the website. And I imagine that's how you stake it. Hey, and if you're looking for help on that, reach out to the Node Defender because he helped me set mine up. But Johnny Crypto, I want to show our listeners something that you sent me yesterday. Very, very interesting update on what's taking place in China today. So tanks are put on the streets of China to protect the banks. This is because the Henan Bank branch of China has declared that people's savings in their branch are investment products and cannot be withdrawn. We're going to show you guys a very brief clip. The audio was very tough. But I want to show our listeners what's happening in China while we're sitting in America today. I want to mute the video for the sake of the argument. But what we're looking at here is tanks and military lined up outside of the central banks in China, not allowing the everyday Johnny Crypto to get a hold of their funds. I want to start off with Johnny and then kick it to Jackie. What does this article say to you? We always talk about these black swan events taking place. Could, and I'm going to ask you something a little outlandish here. Could we ever see a situation like this within our borders? You know, when you, if you ask that question to 95% of Americans, or I should say 100% of Americans, 95 will say that it will never happen. And the reality is that's probably why someday it will happen. And everybody's going to say, oh, Johnny, you're nuts. But the reality is I learned <laughs> never to say never. We saw, you know, if I told you two years ago, Abs, that that the, uh, yes, they definitely need him for sure. Well, no, they can't. He can't go on that channel because then he, he wouldn't be able to tell the truth. Uh, but anyway, um, if I told you two years ago, Abs, and I sat here and said, hey, there's going to be a virus that comes around and shuts the whole entire world down. There'll be no basketball games, no football games. Everybody work for You would tell me I'm freaking nuts. and you. I'd say me. take the tinfoil off your head, Johnny. Yes, exactly. And that's exactly why I think fearfully someday what you're watching is the blueprint of what's going to be coming here. Now, I don't think it's going to be soon. Um Maybe the next five to 10 years, maybe possibly, maybe 20. I don't know when, but God, all the things you see and hear in the background, if you just open your ears and you see what FEMA's doing and everything, it wouldn't surprise me someday if we do see this happening here. I won't, I won't be surprised at all. It'll be a sad day for America because that will be the end of it. But yes, I think someday we may see that happen here. Jackie, when I'm looking at this clip, it reminds me of a science fiction movie or something along those lines. We do have 244 live listeners out there. If you support the people of China and not the central bank, show us some love, smash that like button. Jackie, I do want to hear some of your thoughts because what's going on in China today, it seems to be the testing grounds for the future of what takes place in America. We've got central bank digital currencies, we've got social credit scores, and we've got facial recognition technology policing the streets right now in China. I know this isn't directly crypto related, but what does this video say to you about some of the things we should be aware of as American citizens? Yeah, every time um, we talk about China and kind of the stuff that they go through, man, I just, it just kind of baffles my mind. Um, But I I can consistently go back to the quote um, by Benjamin Franklin that I had shared on the stream a while back, you know, those that sacrifice security for no sacrifice freedom for a little bit of security deserve Mm -hmm. neither and and china is like an exact um example of you know of of that quote um so really really think about that guys um and that you know it kind of goes back to what i said earlier about about responsibility and taking responsibility for um for your finances for your education for everything you know if you give that up to a higher power and allow them to just step in and um you know, it, things like this happen. So as easy as keeping your funds in the bank, like when I, when I started discovering about crypto, 
I said, screw banks. Like, why, why would you keep your money in there? Especially for the potential, you know, nobody, nobody in the past would have thought like banks can't withhold your money. They're not allowed to do that. That's illegal. We're seeing it now. You know, it's, it's, it's nothing's illegal to the people that make the laws. (laughs) So, So yeah, let's, uh, I mean, I'm, this stuff just gets me amped guys. <laughs> and, and you know, but, I just, Hey Jack, I'm just, to... Oh, sorry. I didn't want to cut you off. Go ahead and finish. Oh no, you're good. You're good. I was just saying, you know, uh, that's, and that's the big thing about the Academy. You know, we are, we're all about taking responsibility for ourselves and, you know, and having a group together that's like kind of gives that intent, you know, is on that same energy on that same frequency vibration. Um, it, 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 it allows people to act. It makes people want to act. It encourages them to act. So I just want to, I just want to take a moment to say thank you to all our Southern brothers, because the only reason why we have our freedoms is because of all the guns we have in this country. As you guys all know, we have a, and I don't want to make this political, but there is some truth to the fact that we are one of the few countries left in the world where we have a ton of guns in this country. And it probably does, you know, as you're trying to do things, it certainly is a deterrent right now. And eventually they're going to take those away apps. And when they do, I think that's the day you're going to see all these things start to happen. But right now, I just want to send a big thank you to all our Southern brothers and anybody for that matter in the country that's holding a, a, a legally correct civil, you know, second amendment gun. Thank you for, for protecting our country. Shout out to you, Johnny crypto. And another fun fact I want to throw out for our listeners out there. There's only two countries on the planet in which you can advertise pharmaceuticals America is one of them, and 75% of our advertisements in this country are for pharmaceuticals, and I don't think that's a coincidence. We got 247 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to deep dive on quant and how it's changing the world of banking. So we pulled up an article uh, titled, Using Digital Currencies to Unlock Continents. Quant's blockchain technology is creating a one big global trading network for entrepreneurs all around the world. I really think that cross-border payments is the next big agenda and the next frontier for global banking, said the World Bank's global director of finance. And we're going to be using blockchain to promote financial inclusion and make remittance payments faster. So when we talk about the core of payments right now, one of the biggest issues is that it can take up to seven days to send your money and they're going to charge you as much as 11%. Well, when you're using Quant's new technology, you're not going to have any of these same issues. After launching Quant's new wallet, 1.6 million people already have directly benefited from its services. The project powered by Quant's technology, that's going to go live in 2023, but we're seeing many of the price action take place today. It's been more than a year since we started an ambitious line of work with Quant to enable a solution for tokenized money on Lackchain. So Lackchain's long-term goal is to connect America, Europe, Asia, and Africa using their DLT ecosystem, which is centered around the cryptocurrency Quant. This is going to create massive price appreciation in 2023 once they start using Quant for on-demand liquidity. Johnny Crypto, I know you've done tons of research on Quant. Why don't you fill our listeners in on the advantages we're talking about now? I mean, this is major. Again, again, another major breaking news here. Okay, we got news breaking everywhere. And it actually makes sense of why we've been seeing Quant pump uh, for this reasons. I mean, they are they, these companies are starting, as, as someone rightfully pointed out, these are all startup companies where you're starting to see some of the pieces of the puzzle or the chessboard move in place here. And um, I think, again, another big news here, Quant, you know, Quant is coming to bring that interoperability to enable all these things to happen. They just keep putting their their foot in the right places to continue to build it. I think I, I really, really believe that either Quant or Link, one of them is going to be the one that's going to kind of unlock. You need it. We need interoperability. It has to be there or this market will never explode. Right. And so Quant is just doing everything in their power, all the right moves to put it. I'm just pissed off that I don't have enough of it in my bags. But, you know, I did hear that. They have a very, very low coin supply. And I think it was you, Abs, that was saying that this thing could be as high as maybe ten dollars to $12,000 per coin. So, you know, even if you got ten or twenty, that's a big chunk. And of just money. to clarify, the reason I got to that price point was because if I took XRP's market cap from April of 2021 and Quant got to that exact same price level, that would put Quant at $12,000 a coin. And the best part about that is I believe $100 billion is just a drop in the bucket when you talk about Easily. DLC technology. Johnny Crypto, floor is yours. Easily abs. That's probably, you know, you're going you're to say I'm not sure. That's probably an understatement. If you think about something that's going to be the, the link between all of the cryptocurrencies that run in the world, right? 
<laughs> and a boy, thanks, bro. Send them. Send. I'll send you my. I'll send you my address in a minute. Uh, <laughs> no, don't do that. Thank you though. But uh, um, I, uh, you know, when you think of the the interoperability capability this has, and and, and the, the the trillions that the world runs on that are going to run through it. I mean, it wouldn't. It's easily a hundred. Would you say a hundred billion? Yeah, that, I think that's very, very reasonable. Now, I don't think it's gonna happen tomorrow. Don't go out and go, you know. But you're five, ten years from now, could it be that? It wouldn't surprise me, Abs. Totally. So I'm not selling a single. I don't have very many quant. I ain't selling a single one. When we talk about utility and real world solve, you have to decide how big is the market that they're going after, and the market that quant's going after is so big, I couldn't even tell you how large it is. It could be in the quadrillions. But one of the things that they say in this article is that Quant is looking to connect all of these separate ecosystems. So you have an American financial ecosystem, a European, an Asian, and an African. What Quant's goal is to make those all interoperable so they can communicate and exchange value between one another. Jackie, what does this article say to you? I'm not sure what your opinion is on Quant, so please fill me in. Are you bullish on Quant? I'll be 100% honest. Um, I do not know as much as my team does about quant. So I'm bullish on quant because my team is bullish on quant. <laughs> I need to do my due diligence and I will I will be um, transparent. I need to do my due diligence before I go out there and, you know, push, push on quant. But because my team is so bullish on it and I'm listening to them, um, I this is one that I have. It is on my trading view chart the, of one of the of, of the many coins that I have yet to continue to do my research on. Um, so I will say that, yeah, I am bullish on it uh, just for the fact, well, I can't say that I'm bullish on it, but the fact that I have a positive sentiment about it because my team does. Um, and then I hope to come back with more information as I find out more. Hey, we're going to continue to cover quant because we got so many people, not only on our team, but in our live chat who love this currency. And I'm one of them. I want to kick it to Selman G here. Selman, why don't you close this out? Any thoughts on quant? I know you broke down the price chart. But what does this news say to you that they're going after a multi-trillion dollar market and right now they're below $2 billion in market cap? All these ISO and I can't, I always forget the, the number, 20,000 something, right? Um, so 20022. 20022, nice, thank you. Um, all these all these coins, uh, I, I believe, especially after regulation and it's going to happen probably in 2023. Um that at least that's what some senators said. Uh, so 2023, imagine after that, you're you're gonna see how more institutions will adapt crypto, and uh, they we will have more clarity. And then you you got these ISO coins, right? Quant, XRP, XLM, XDC, and then you also got you know HBAR. To to be honest, right now I don't know if HBAR is also part of the ISO. I don't think so. Is it? Uh, no, right? Okay. But but, but it is ISO compatible. So it's not part of the actual foundation, but if it it does meet the regulations to be included. Oh, nice. Nice. Because after regulation, I believe these are the ones um, that can really skyrocket long term. I'm not saying all of a sudden it's going to skyrocket. I'm saying that there is a clear foundation and uh, there is just a bright future for these projects. And um, absolutely, like if you find a great deal, a great discount to purchase, you know, Quant, XRP, or your favorite um, cryptocurrency, ISO cryptocurrency, then why not? Definitely uh, design your plan and focus on that. Because, uh, you know, this year we might see more bearishness, but you see 2023 could be the bottom for crypto. And then you see a great run uh, for the next two to three years, hopefully. Amazing. And we're going to close this thing off by with a video for our XRP listeners out there. We have a video of Representative Tom Emmer talking about how the SEC is way out of line. We're going to let this clip play, then get some comments from the group. I see we got Waters Above Crypto in our live chat. So shout out to you, Waters Above. Much love, my friend. Here we go. The SEC isn't interested in clarifying what areas of the crypto industry fall under SEC jurisdiction. We know that because FinHub, that you've referred to, the SEC division focused on crafting crypto regulation, has essentially dissolved under Gensler. Nonetheless, while abandoning good faith attempts clarify how to clarify how the commission's existing authority applies to digital assets, the SEC is hell-bent on expanding the size of its crypto enforcement division and using enforcement to unconstitutionally expand its jurisdiction. Under Chair Gensler, the SEC has become a power-hungry regulator, politicizing, baiting companies to, quote, come in and talk to the commission, then hitting them with enforcement actions and discouraging good faith cooperation. I find that to be hilarious because in the article we covered earlier this episode, 
Gary Gensler said, these exchanges and currencies better be approaching us to make sure they're abiding by the rules. Well, what Tom Emmer just said is that when these agencies are approaching the SEC, they're then being prosecuted. So they're being directly punished for trying to abide by the rules and guidelines. Johnny Crypto, we got like 30 seconds left. Why don't you close this out here? I mean, that's what we've been saying on this show. You go to Gensler, what does that lion rat snake weasel do? Pow, pow, pow. You get slapped, you get bitch slapped, and you get a lawsuit on you. It's pointless. I love this guy. I'm going to vote for him. What what, what, what center, what, what state's he from? That, that was Tom Emmer. I'm not sure what state he's in. I can I sure. That yeah, good for him. Good for hey. him to call them out. It was beautiful. But like I always say, and our, our girl Angelina is going to know, this is WWE. They, they got good guys, you got bad guys. He gets to play the good guy role. Good for him, though. Uh, to call, call out that lion, rat, snake, weasel. And uh, let's see what happens in the long run. Amazing, Johnny Crypto. Cue up that music, my friend, because we're going to start close this thing out the same way we always do, by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Jackie. Thank you to Johnny Crypto. And thank you to Selman G. We got 225 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We'll see you guys in 23 hours. Like we always say, Warriors, guys, get the shit together, baby. Thank you for joining. Let's go. Here, close it out, Johnny. Close it out.